You are listening to the Sports Daily. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Very good Tuesday episode for you. We're going to break down the Dallas Cowboys, where they stand now after the Monday night result last night. Do they have a chance to win the NFC East? It's a long shot, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. We're going to talk about the Cowboys just in general this season. The scuttlebutt that's been going on in Dallas, Fort Worth area for the last, you know, 48 hours since their loss to Buffalo. The demoralization, you know, the, the destruction of the Cowboys from the Buffalo Bills and what the talk is out here. We're going to talk about uh, the Chargers, what they have done and how poorly they have been. The Kansas City Chiefs, I've been saying it. Now I've got the numbers to back it up. They are not the Kansas City Chiefs of the past five years that has made the AFC championship game. And it is relevant and it is completely obvious based on their offense of all the things, Kansas city chiefs struggling big time offensively. And then we're going to talk about what chip Kelly said in regards to college football, which I thought was genius. We'll get to all that momentarily. All right, let's start here. An absolute kick to the nuts last night to me with that Seattle win over the Philadelphia Eagles in the last 30 seconds of the game. Why? Remember how I told you in my drop dead pool, my survivor pool, I had two spots left. My plan was this weekend, I'm going to bet a morning game on Sunday and let's see if it wins. If it wins, I know I'm automatically moved on to next week. Then I can have a little fun with that second pick. Well, I took the Packers in the morning on Sunday. They lost. So obviously we're getting close to 3.05 kickoff central time. And I'm like, do I take the Rams since I know most of the remaining pool is going to take the Rams? Because you can change your pick all the way up until kickoff of the game you're choosing. So there were two 3.05 games. I couldn't pick the San Francisco-Arizona game because I'd already used the Niners. I couldn't pick the Bills or Dallas. I'd use both of them. So I either could take the Rams or I could wait and take the Eagles on Sunday night. And I was like, what if Washington plays... You know, coming off a bye week, the Rams aren't some world beaters. They've only won two more games. So I passed on the Rams, and I took Philly last night. (laughs) And it's weird because I pretty much never thought Philly was going to lose that game. I really didn't. Like, they were never trailing until Seattle scored with 28 seconds left. Philly never trailed in that game. They were tied. And they were trailed. And I felt like they were in control. Then all of a sudden, it's 17-13. They don't get a first down. They have to punt the ball. And they down it at the eight-yard line. So with a minute and 48 seconds left, the Seattle Seahawks and a backup quarterback, Drew Locke, have to go 92 yards to beat you. Because they were down by four. They needed a touchdown. And they had one timeout. That's it. And within a minute and 20, they had scored and never even used their fucking timeout. <laughs> like, Philly, what are you doing? They changed. We find out this week, found out this weekend, yesterday, actually, or Sunday, excuse me. We found out that they had changed defensive coordinators and Matt Patricia. We all remember him. Guy with the Patriots for the longest time, took the Detroit Lions head coaching job, was an absolute disaster, wears a pencil in his ear. 
He took over the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator position this week, and in the very first game that he had, all he had to do was prevent Drew Locke from going 92 yards on him in under two minutes and one timeout, and he couldn't do it. So now what do you do, Eagles? <laughs> you just brought in Matt Patricia, and he couldn't stop Drew Locke on one drive. Ugh, what an absolute, like I said, kick to my nuts. I'm out of the pool, and now the pool is over because there's nine people left, and the second it drops under ten people, everyone splits the pot. So I get nothing, and nine people are going to split close to five figures. In fact, mid-five figures. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just, well, I'm just kicking my ass. I, 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 every time I was watching that game, I mean, I had other games going on. I was watching it. I was just like, they're good. They're going to win this game by four, maybe seven. They're good. They're not going to lose three in a row. Well, they did. So now what does that mean? Well, here's the deal. A beat writer for the Dallas Cowboys wrote this after the Eagles lost last night. If the Eagles win out against the Giants at home this week, home against the Cardinals the next week, and then at the Giants in week 18, and the Cowboys went out at the Dolphins this week, home against the Lions, at the Commanders. Both teams will finish 13-4. and four. Then they would also be deadlocked after the first four tiebreakers. If they both go 3-0 to end the season, they will be tied in record, and then the first four tiebreakers, they'll also be tied, which are head-to-head record, one and one each division record. They'd be what five and one each of them. Common game record. That I don't know. It'd be tied. And conference record. I believe they both be um, nine and three. Is that what it is? Uh, I believe it, they. I, I think. I think conference record. Almost positive. They both be nine and three. But let me double check. Um. Yeah, they would both be nine and three in conference if they went out. So what is the fifth factor <laughs> to decide a division title? It would be strength of victory. Well, right now, the strength of victory for the Philadelphia Eagles is almost 500. It's 493. For the Cowboys, it's 379. So the way strength of record, strength of victory, sorry, not strength of record, the way strength of victory is computed is all of your victories what the record of what the record is of those teams the reason the eagles are so far ahead of the cowboys right now is because the eagles have beaten the cowboys the bills the chiefs and the dolphins the cowboys have two wins over teams over five uh, that were are 500 the seahawks who are seven and seven and then they beat the eagles who are now 10 and four that's it Every other team they've beaten is under 500. Now, if the Cowboys go 3 and 0 the rest of the way, they will be beating a 10 and 4 Miami team and either an 11 and 4 or 10 and 5 Detroit Lions team in 2 weeks. So that'll raise their record, but is it going to get them close to 493 on the winning percentage? Granted, Phillies is going to come down a little bit because the teams they beat in the next 3 weeks are all, you know, the Giants are 5 and 9 and they play them twice and the Cardinals are what? 3 and 11? Already forgotten what the Cardinals record is. Yeah, 3 and 11. So there so the Giants record is uh, the Philly strength of victory record is going to go down. I, I just don't think mathematically, just off the top of my head, the Cowboys only having 
even with a win over uh, the Dolphins and the Lions, I, I don't think that's going to be enough because Philly has already beaten Dallas, Miami, Kansas City, and Buffalo, but I, I don't know. Because the thing is, it's it's the record at the end of every week. So you have to look at their records and be like, okay, what is their record? Cowboys beat them. Philly beat them. So it's going to be really hard. But they still mathematically have a chance to win the NFC East, but they have to go 3-0. and No, I mean, technically, I guess they wouldn't have to because what if the Eagles lose to the Giants, one of the Giants games or the Cardinals? Eagles are struggling right now, and their defense is very shoddy. So, I don't know. I guess it is a possibility, but man, I don't think anybody thought that after last night's. After the Cowboys got blown out by the Bills, I think they resigned themselves to the five seed, and now they have a, still have a shot. Like right now, if you look at the standings, the Cowboys are the two seed because they have the tiebreaker as we speak over Philly. But Philly still has three con- – it's because Cowboys have a better conference record right now, but Cowboys only have two conference games left and Philly has three. So that's why it all evens out. So we'll see. I mean, obviously this could come down to the last week, but if the Cowboys don't beat the Dolphins this week, probably not getting in as the NFC East division champ, and they're going to get in as the five seed, just like they were last year. Speaking of the Cowboys, this is a big topic in – Dallas-Fort Worth over the last 48 hours, and that is, where does this team stand? How do we know how good this team is? Because we've seen the record, 7-0 and at home, averaging 40 points a game at home. The problem is, on the road, they're 3-4, and and they're averaging 22 points a game. That's an 18-point difference between home and road, and that's just, it's unexplainable how they're that bad on the road with the same exact players, you know, lose to Arizona on the road. It, that game's going to end up killing them in the in the long run if they don't win the NFC East. I mean, look, I said they're three and four on the road, right? The Cowboys, look at their three road wins this year. The Giants, the Chargers by three, and Carolina, who's the worst team in the NFL. That's who the Cowboys have beaten on the road this year. If they do not win the NFC East, if they're going to get to the Super Bowl, they're going to have to win three road games. (laughs) And all three teams are going to be better than the Giants, the Chargers, and Carolina. This team is just Jekyll and Hyde. I said it when they were blowing everybody out at home and had won five in a row, and they went from, you know, five and three uh, to ten and three. When they won those five games, and I think four of them were at home, and they're winning by 40, and every time Dak goes back to pass, every receiver's got nobody within five yards of him, and it's just like pitch and catch, and like, oh, my God, this offense is unstoppable. I'm like, look, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Look at who they're playing. They're playing bad teams. They're rolling it up on bad teams. It did not matter to me. Let me see what this team does on the road in a hostile crowd, and they can't do it. Hell, they didn't even have to do it on a, in a hostile crowd <laughs> against a, a good team. They struggled to beat the Chargers. Remember that Carolina game? That was 17-10 going into the fourth quarter. The Giants was the biggest win on the road. That was the first game of the season. Remember that? Sunday night football, they won 40 to nothing. That seems like five years ago. So 
this is going to be the first time the Cowboys, I mean, they, they because of other teams losing the NFC on Sunday, the Cowboys actually clinched a playoff berth. So they're going to the playoffs. We kind of knew that was going to happen. It was just a matter of when the clinching was going to happen. Well, it happened on Sunday before they even took the field. Now, the Cowboys have made the playoffs for three straight years. That's the first time since 91 through 96 the Cowboys made the playoffs three years in a row. They went 12-5 and two years ago. They went 12-5 and last year. If they go 3-0 and to end this season, they'll be 13-4, and but more than likely, probably 2-1. and They're going to finish 12-5 and again. All you can do is get there and see what happens. However, what about this Cowboy team on the road has given you any reason to think that they can go on the road and win in San Francisco? They already lost to them by 28 points earlier this year, and San Francisco's only gotten better since then, and Dallas hasn't shown anything where they can win on the road. So, you know, I guess, congratulations, maybe winning that 5-4 game in the playoffs and you go beat Tampa like you did last year. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to care. Everyone's going to expect it. Like, again, you're going to be in a lose-lose situation in the first round of the playoffs if you're the five seed. Because whether it's at Tampa or at New Orleans or possibly at Atlanta, everyone's going to expect you to win, and any win is going to be like, great, big deal. Now go do it against a good team. So all the pressure will be on them in that game. They probably still will win. They should. They are better than Tampa, although Tampa's playing really well recently. And I actually think this year's Tampa team is better than last year's team, which was Tom Brady's last season. So Dallas should win, but again, it's going to be a lose-lose for them. Speaking of the Chargers, I brought them up when talking about the Cowboys. Um, The Chargers? Yikes. You realize the Chargers have made the playoffs three times in the last 10 years. They haven't won the AFC West since 2009, and they last made the AFC Championship game in 2007. And now after firing Brandon Staley after the Thursday night debacle in Vegas, they have their third head coaching change since the end of the 2016 season. This is a franchise that, you know, allegedly franchise quarterback, although Justin Herbert is sitting there at 30 and 32 in his career. Is it him? Is it the coaching? Is it his teammates? I don't know. But the jury is still out on Justin Herbert because he's only been in the playoffs once. He lost the game. And let's remember, it was a game that they were up 27 to nothing in. Jacksonville last season. So he's never won a playoff game in four years. He's 30 and 32 as a starting quarterback in the NFL. The jury is still out on Justin Herbert for sure. But this franchise, I don't know if they're cursed or what, but it's not like they're dominant whatsoever. Three playoff appearances in 10 years. You haven't won your own division in 14 years. And you haven't been to the AFC championship game. In 16 years, like, it would, I don't want to say take a miracle to turn this team around, but my gosh, they got to be better than that, don't they? As for the Kansas City Chiefs, I've been talking about it all season. It's like something is off with this team. I mean, the analysts say it every game. They just don't have the speed that they've had in the past. They don't have the receivers that can get the separation. And Patrick Mahomes isn't just chucking the ball up and down the field for 5,000 yards anymore. It's just not happening. So I went back and looked at their scores just in the last three years, this year 
and then 2022 and 2021. Do you know how many times in 2021 the Kansas City Chiefs scored over 28 points, 28 points or more in a game? 11. 11, including the playoffs. Last year, they scored over 28 points in a game nine times. This year, three. So I think when people look at the Chiefs, And when you watch a Chiefs game, you just expect them to be going up and down the field offensively. The thing is, this year's Chiefs team is being dominated by their defense. Their defense is really good. If they had the offense that they had in the last four or five years, where they've made the AFC Championship every year, this team would probably be, I don't know, 12-2 and at this point. (laughs) They really would, because their defense has been that good this year. But their offense cannot score. Three times, 28 points or more. We used to watch Chiefs game and expect them to have 21 or 24 points by halftime. And, you know, Travis Kelsey is not. You look at his statistics this year, and look, I I don't want immediately going to, yeah, because all he cares about is Taylor Swift. That's not the reason. The reason is he's getting older. He's, what, 34, 35 for a tight end who's been in the league as long as he has and has done what what he has done in his career you know, you know who never loses in the world of sports? Father time. Guy's just getting older. And you watch him out there. He can still get open, but he's not burning past anybody. And you look at his numbers, and if you're into the whole fantasy thing, he's he's not been one of the best tight ends in football this year. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure, and he's the best tight end the current tight end right now in football who has had the best career easily, but he's not what he once was. He just isn't. He's getting older. And they have a bunch of young receivers. Kadarius Tony not only can't line up on sides, the guy just seems to have one or two screw-ups every single game, dropping the ball, did it again, ball tipped out of his hands and gave Mahomes an interception um, against the Patriots on Sunday. And yeah, the cameras followed Mahomes back to the bench, and he was kind of MF and Kadarius Tony, kind of under his breath, but he wasn't happy. And then, you know, MVS, you know, Justin Watson. I just, who are these guys? Look, they, made, they won the Super Bowl last year without Tyreek Hill. It was the first year they didn't have Tyreek Hill, and they still won the Super Bowl. So I think people just assumed, yeah, this is what they do. The Chiefs are just going to reload every year and still be awesome. But you've watched them enough times this year to know this offense is just not up to snuff. If they're going to win in the playoffs, they're going to have to win 23-20, to 20-17, to 17, because they're just not winning shootouts anymore. It can't happen. They're just not good enough offensively. But come playoff time, they're going to be the most experienced. You know, I believe I – believe Lamar Jackson has only won one playoff game in his career. And they're probably looking at the one seed. If not, then you've got the Miami team that if Baltimore doesn't get the one seed, one seed will probably go to the Dolphins. As good as the Dolphins are offensively, we've seen what they are. They're almost the Cowboys of the AFC. Every time they've played somebody halfway decent, they get blown out. So Kansas City is still going to be right there. And... 
you know, the Bills are going to be tough. The Bengals are going to be tough. Like, the AFC is going to be a dogfight. We talked about this yesterday. It's going to be an absolute dogfight. But I wouldn't count the Chiefs out. No way. As Patrick Holmes is behind center, they are, a, they are a threat to beat anybody on any given Sunday. We know this. But just know that they're not winning high-scoring games anymore, like the Bills playoff game at Arrowhead a few years ago. That That's not going to happen again. They just can't do it. They have to win with their defense and win a 27-24, 24-21, 23-20 game. Like, look at their scores this year in all of them, uh, 14 games. It's like so many of them are right in that winning team gets between 20 and 23 and the losing team gets between 17 and 20. I want to say it's like five or six games this year. So um, I'm going to save the Chips Kelly stuff until tomorrow because I definitely want to talk about college football and the whole transfer portal and NIL and what Chip said about conferences and where he thinks college football should be going in the upcoming years. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also rate and review if you can. Um, the Daily Roundup has been posted. If you're interested in that stuff, a development in the Clayton case, holy crap, just go listen to it. You got to. It's... It's insane. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And remember, sports will always be the greatest reality show on television.